Remember the 90s, when MTV was still all about music videos, when people still bought physical copies of albums, and when legendary musicians like Chris Cornell and Dimebag Daryl still walked the earth? Well, now you can go back to that decade anytime you want, because your favorite 90s radio show, Sounds Like Teen Spirit, is now a podcast too. It's still the best show on KBGA to hear artists like Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Sublime, Megadeth, Primus, and more. Again, that sounds like Teen Spirit, now streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and KBGA.org, and broadcasting Sundays from 8 to 10 p.m. on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. Sounds like Teen Spirit. 
on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. I'm your deciduous host, Ian. This episode features music from the likes of Jawbreaker, Queensryche, Blackstar, The Violent Femmes, Cracker, Guano Apes, Porno for Pyros, Blink-182, Fear Factory, and The Screaming Trees. Plus, I'm going to be playing one song each off the new Marilyn Manson album, We Are Chaos, which was released on September 11th. The new Flaming Lips album, American Head, also released on the 11th. The new Semisonic EP, You're Not Alone, released on the 18th. And the new Deftones album, Ohms, which came out on the 25th. I'll start with Manson. As I'm sure I don't need to tell you, Marilyn Manson has cultivated a reputation for himself as this somewhat scary, somewhat androgynous goth dude who records harsh, cynical, and provocative music for disaffected youth. However, I feel that perception of Manson is almost exclusively informed by his earlier years, when he was very frequently protested by parents and blamed for suicides. For the past couple decades, Marilyn Manson has continued to release music in his signature style, which waffles between intense industrial metal and mid-tempo electronica-tinged glam rock. But his shock value has pretty much worn off long ago. Although he's matured over the years, Manson is still pretty much the same artist that he was in the 90s, but for most of his career, it seemed like he was just going through the motions. I'm not saying that his output of the past 20 years was bad. In fact, I've enjoyed quite a bit of it. It's just that Manson hasn't felt vital in quite some time. However, with his 2020 album, We Are Chaos, Manson sounds vital again for pretty much the first time since his 2000 album, Hollywood, though not in the same way. He sounds vital now because it seems to me that he's trying to grow as an artist, expand his sonic palette, and make the music he wants to make, as opposed to the music people expect him to make. Lately, Marilyn Manson has been going through an apparent outlaw country phase, and that influence permeates pretty much the entire album. Instruments commonly associated with country music can be heard on most tracks, such as acoustic and pedal steel guitars, and also piano. And when I say piano, I'm not talking about keyboards and synthesizers, which are no strangers to Manson's music, but rather pure, unfiltered, old-school, ragtimey piano, like what you might hear inside a Wild West saloon in the late 1800s, but darker. What's more, the entire album was pretty much a 50-50 collaboration between Manson and outlaw country legend Shooter Jennings, son of the late great Waylon Jennings. On paper, you might be imagining that all the stuff I just described has no place in the music of Marilyn Manson, but in practice, these country elements have the effect of augmenting Manson's signature sound, as opposed to clashing with it. No, Marilyn Manson did not straight up record a country album, by any stretch. This is still very much a proper Manson album. The country instruments just help to bring out another side of Manson. An older, wiser, folksier Manson. One that's more interested in self-reflection than shocking people now that he's over 50 years old. 
And if that remark is leading you to imagine an album made up entirely of tender and sorrowful ballads, stop. Most of the songs are decidedly mid-tempo, and there are even a couple rockers, such as the opening track Red, Black, and Blue, which is just as stirring and forceful an album opener as Irresponsible Hate Anthem was for Manson's seminal 1996 album, Antichrist Superstar. After all, he may not be a young man anymore, but Marilyn Manson can't help being the god of hiccup. Ultimately, Manson has begun aging gracefully with We Are Chaos, effectively kicking off a new phase of his career in the process. If you're a longtime Manson fan that's been less than enthralled by much of his recent output, now's the time to check back in with him. Alright, so usually when I'm selecting songs to play on my show from the albums I review, I try to go with my favorite non-single tracks out of the ones that best exemplify everything I was just talking about. In the case of the new Manson album, there isn't really a head-and-shoulders winner among them. Most of the album's songs embody some of the things I mentioned, but not others. So you would really need to listen to the whole album to get the complete picture. But if there's any one track that could potentially give it to you, it would probably have to be this one. This next song is a dark, reflective semi-ballad with plenty of piano and some audible acoustic strumming. The song is called Halfway and One Step Forward. Enjoy! Tomorrow, I need a raincoat for tomorrow. It's about 
This portion of KBGA is brought to you by Imagination Brewing Company. By supporting over 1,700 community events in its educational center, Imagination brews handcrafted beer to make a positive impact on Missoula and beyond. For more information about what's on tap, weekly live music offerings, or to reserve the center, call 406-926-1251 or visit imaginationbrewing.com.
let go of the wheel Or could we please try to find a way to be a bit more kind I see the road to tomorrow in the haze
Yo, what's up? This is Afro Man. Hey, this is Bass Nectar. We're the Dodging Mountain Men. The Hood Internet. Hey, this is Michael Franti. This is Dude F.O. Infected Mushroom. And we are from the band. Up. You're listening to KBGA, Missoula.
2001 album, Digimortal. Last week, Fear Factory frontman Burton C. Bell announced his departure from the band after serving as its vocalist for over 30 years. On Monday, September 28th, Bell released a statement explaining his decision to leave Fear Factory, and although he was being vague and cryptic about the particular issues that made him want to split, it's clear that he has beef with certain members, both former and current. 
To understand who or what, you'll have to look back to the band's recent legal drama. The exact timeline for it is unclear, but we know it dates back to at least 2018 and concluded just earlier this year. Basically, former Fear Factory bassist Christian Old Wolbers and former drummer Raymond Herrera sued Bell over the Fear Factory name, and Bell lost. After some further litigation, founding guitarist Dino Cazares managed to wrestle the name away from Wolbers and Herrera, becoming the sole copyright owner in the process. Although Cazares believed this didn't change anything within the current iteration of the band, Bell apparently disagreed. Another red flag popped up just a few weeks ago, when Cazares started a GoFundMe page to help cover extra production costs on the upcoming Fear Factory album, with some fans suspecting that it may have been intended to primarily help with Cazares' legal fees. Bell promptly took to social media to assert that he had nothing to do with the GoFundMe page, nor was he benefiting from it. At this point, it became abundantly clear that tension existed between himself and Cazares, whom he hadn't actually spoken to in over a year. And that exhausts pretty much everything we know so far about the reasoning behind this drastic development within Fear Factory. As of right now, this is still very much a fresh and ongoing story. We could very well learn of some additional context or witness new twists and turns over the coming weeks, and I'll be sure to keep you all posted on any significant details that may come up. For now, Kazaris remains hopeful that Bell will reconsider, or at least sit down and talk with him about it, since he found out about Bell's decision the same way the rest of us did, but he claims that that door won't remain open forever. Meanwhile, Bell intends to focus full-time on his other band, Ascension of the Watchers, who are releasing a new album on Friday, October 9th. As for the next Fear Factory album, Cazares has suggested that it will be released sometime next March, and that yes, Burton C. Bell will be singing on it whether he rejoins the band or not. Bell supposedly recorded all his vocals for the album way back in 2017. Anyway, before Fear Factory, I played Nightmares by the Violent Femmes off their 1989 album, Three. Butterfly by the Screaming Trees off their 1992 album, Sweet Oblivion. Big in Japan by Guano Apes off their 2000 album, Don't Give Me Names. Sign of the Times by Queensryche off their 1997 album, Here in the Now Frontier. A Hundred Ways by Porno for Pyros, off their 1996 album, Good God's Urge. And Pruno by Stone Temple Pilots, off their 1999 album, Number Four. Once again, you're listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like this show on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash slts2. Alright, next I'm going to play a song off the new Semisonic EP, You're Not Alone. Semisonic is, of course, the band known for the 1998 hit Closing Time, 
aka the go-to song for many drinking establishments when it's time to clear everyone out. Although the band never officially broke up, they've been largely inactive for the past couple decades. Their last album, All About Chemistry, was released back in 2001. In the years since, Semisonic frontman Dan Wilson ended up forging a lucrative career as a solo artist and as a songwriter for hire. Wilson has written songs for a wide variety of popular bands and artists, including but not limited to Adele, Halsey, Weezer, Panic at the Disco, and The Chicks, formerly The Dixie Chicks. These numerous and incredibly diverse collaborations took Dan Wilson far away from the headspace he normally occupies when writing for Semisonic, and the band was essentially put on the back burner for a while. But then, in 2017, Wilson was approached by former Oasis frontman Liam Gallagher with the prospect of writing some songs for him. Although the partnership ultimately fell through, Wilson felt that the songs he wrote for Gallagher were better suited for Semisonic anyway, and so he kept them, and those songs would eventually make up the first new Semisonic release in 19 years. After listening to the You're Not Alone EP in full, it's abundantly clear to me why Dan Wilson felt that this particular batch of songs was meant for Semisonic. These songs pretty much sound exactly like the band you remember from the late 90s and early 2000s. Even if your only prior experience with Semisonic was the Closing Time single, you could still listen to the new EP and easily identify it as being from the same band. In particular, the EP's lead single and title track sounds highly reminiscent of Closing Time and deserves to be just as big of a hit, in my humble opinion. To be clear, the song doesn't feel derivative of Closing Time at all, but it definitely sounds like it came from the exact same headspace. And Closing Time is far from the only semisonic song evoked by the new EP. I also heard shades of the other two singles from their 1998 album, Secret Smile and Singing in My Sleep, as well as a splash of the band's 1996 debut album, Great Divide which was a bit more rock-oriented. All in all, the You're Not Alone EP is a very pleasant surprise, and it's exactly the kind of comfort we need right now amid these increasingly desolate times. Although none of the songs on the EP speak directly to our current predicament, the lyrics generally project warm nostalgia for when things were good, as well as hope that they'll be good again and it's hard not to get wrapped up in those feelings as you listen. Alright, this next song I'm going to play is one of the standouts of the EP, and it particularly reminds me of Singing in My Sleep. This one is called Basement Tapes. Enjoy! <laughs> Where's the map? 
This is Silver Sprocket, host of Something Else, live every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on KBGA Missoula 89.9 FM. I feature avant-garde, electroacoustic, free jazz, and more creative music every week. You'll get to hear advanced new releases straight from the artists and record labels before anybody else, and extensive interviews with the artists themselves. How about you give Something Else a try? Live every Wednesday, from 8 to 10 p.m. on KBGA Missoula, 89.9 FM, and streaming at kbga.org. What'd you do last night? We did um, two whole cars. It was me, Dez, and me three, right? And on the first car, in small letters, it said, all you see is, and then, you know, big, big, you know, block silver letters that said, crime in the city, right? It just took up the whole yeah, car. Yeah, it, it was a whole car in addition, and it was a, you know, Escúchela, la ciudad respirando. Escúchela, la ciudad respirando. Escúchela, la ciudad respirando. Escúchela. The new moon rode high in the crown of the metropolis, shining like who on top of this? 
People was tussling, arguing and bustling. Gangsters of God thumb, hardcore hustling. I'm wrestling with words and ideas. My ears is prick. Seeking what will transmit. The scribes can apply to transcript. Yo, this ain't no time where the usual is suitable. Tonight alive, let's describe the inscrutable, the indisputable. We New York, the narcotics. Straight in metal and fiber optics. We're mercenaries is paid to trade hot stock tips for profits. Thirsty criminals, dick pockets. Hard knuckles on the second hands of working class watches. Skyscrapers is colossus. The cost of living is preposterous. Stay alive, you pay and die, no options. No Batman and Robin. Can't tell between the cops and the robbers. They both partners, they all heartless. With no conscience. Back streets stay darkened. While unbelieving hearts stay hardened. My ego talent stay sharpened. Like city lights stay throbbing. You either make a way or stay solvent. The shiny apple is bruised with sweet. And if you choose to eat, you can lose your teeth. Many crews retreat, nightly news repeat Who got shot down the lockdown, spotlight the savages Nasdaq averages, my narrative grows to explain its existence Amidst the harbor lights which remain in the distance So much on my mind that I can't recline Blast the holes in the night till she bless sunshine Breathe in, hail vapors from bright stars to shine Breathe out, we smoke, retrace the skyline Heard the bass ride out like an ancient maiden call I can't take it y'all, I can feel the city breathing Chest heaving against the Flesh of the evening, stop before it died like the last train leaving. Breathing in deep city breaths, sitting on the initial steps, we stooped to new lows. Hell froze the night the city slept. The beast crept through concrete jungles, communicating with one another and ghetto birds where waters fall from the hydrants to the gutters. The beast walked the beats, but the beats we be making. You on the wrong side of the track, looking visibly shaken, taking in plungers. Plunging the death that's painted by the numbers with crawl on the plot pressure. Cats is playing God but having children by a lesser baby mother before we played against each other like puppets. Swearing you got pulled when the only pull you got is the wool over your eyes. Getting knowledge in jail like a blessing in disguise. Look in the skies for God, what you see besides the smog is broken dreams flying away in the wings of the obscene. Thoughts that people put in the air, places where you could get murdered over a glare. But everything is fair, it's a paradox we call reality. So keeping it real will make you a casualty of abnormal normality. Killers born naturally like Mickey and Mallory, not knowing the ways will get you capped like an NBA salary. So cats being seen to illustrate what we be seeing. Hard to be a spiritual being when this is shaking what you believe in. The trees to grow in Brooklyn, seeds need to be planted. I'm asking if y'all feel me and the crowd left me stranded. My blood pressure boiled in rose. These New York's again act to spoil their shows. To the winners, the spoils go. I take the L, transfer to the two, head to the gates. New York life type trife, the Roman Empire state. So much on my mind, I just can't recline. Blast the holes in the night till she bless sunshine. Breathe in and hail vapors from bright stars and shine. Breathe out. Green smoke retrace the skyline Yo, don't the bass ride out like an ancient mating call I can't take it, y'all I can feel the city breathing Chest heaving against the flesh of the evening Stop before it died like the last train leaving Yo, on the amen corner I stood Looking at my former hood Felt this spirit in the wind Knew my friend was gone for good Through dirt on the casket The hurt, I couldn't mask it Mixing down emotions Struggle I hadn't mastered I choreographed seven steps to heaven They had waiting to exhale and make the bread leaven Veteran of the Cold War It's a guy I go for What I know or what's known So some days I take the bus home Just to touch home From the crib I spent months gone Sat by the window with a clutch stone Listening to shorties cuss long Young girls with weak minds but they butt strong Tried to call or at least speak the Lord But didn't have a touch tone It's a dog and dog world you got a much on Some of this land I must own Out of the city they want us gone Tearing down the jack 
sex creating plush homes. My circumstances between Cabrini and Love Jones. Surrounded by hate, yet I love home. Asked my guy how he thought traveling the world sound. Found it hard to imagine he hadn't been passed downtown. It's deep. I heard the city breathing asleep. A reality I touch, but for me it's hard to keep. It's deep. I heard my man breathing asleep. A reality I touch, but for me it's hard to keep. So much on my mind, I just can't recline. Blasting holes in the night till she bless sunshine. Breathing in hell vapors from bright stars to shine. Breathe out, we smoke, we trace the skyline. Your heart a bass ride out like an ancient maiden call. I can't take it, y'all. I can feel the city breathing. Chest heaving against the flesh of the evening. Kiss the eyes goodbye, I'm on the last train leaving.
Hi, this here is Bill Manspeaker, the punk rock puppet master from the band Green Jello, and you're listening to KBGA Missoula. Little big, little big, let me in.
The Smashing Pumpkins with Molaskis off the deluxe reissue of their 1993 album Siamese Dream. You may recall that last time on Sounds Like Teen Spirit, I played a brand new Smashing Pumpkins single titled Seer. That's C-Y-R, as in the popular Greek surname. This was among the first two tracks released from the upcoming Smashing Pumpkins album, and their release was the culmination of the first of several countdown clocks that began running on the band's website in mid-August. Well, when the second countdown clock expired on Friday, September 18th, we were finally given the title and release date for the upcoming album. As it turns out, the title of the album is also Seer and it's scheduled to drop on November 27th. We also learned that it would be a double album consisting of 20 songs. The complete track list was unveiled along with the title and release date on the 18th, as was the album art, which is in the same style as that of the previous Pumpkins album, 2018's Shiny and Oh So Bright, Volume 1. And then, on the following Friday, September 25th, the third countdown clock expired, and we were gifted with a second pair of songs from Seer. Confessions of a Dopamine Addict and Wrath. Much like the previous pair of songs, the new pair finds the band exploring synth-pop territory, but these songs are a bit different. While the first pair had a palpable 80s vibe, the second pair sounds more contemporary. I felt that these two songs evoked TV on the radio more than Depeche Mode. They didn't leave as strong of an impression on me as the previous two, but I'm still on board with this new direction the Pumpkins are heading in. As much as I would have liked to see the semi-reunited Pumpkins get in touch with their roots and put out another Gish or Siamese Dream or Melancholy, I feel like they could make this sort of album work. Of course, I fully intend to review the album and play from it further sometime after its release, so stay tuned. Anyway, before the Pumpkins, I played X-Static by the Foo Fighters off their 1995 self-titled debut. Dysentery Gary by Blink-182 off their 1999 album Enema of the State. Respiration by Blackstar featuring Common, off their 1998 album Most Def and Talib Kweli are Blackstar. With Teeth by Nine Inch Nails, off the 2005 album of the same name, and I Hate My Generation by Cracker, off their 1996 album The Golden Age. You're still listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like this show on Facebook, go to facebook.com slts2. Alright, next I'm going to review and play a song from the new Deftones album, Ohms. Folks, I'm always trying to come up with thoughtful ways to lead into these album reviews. Usually... I'll either provide a bit of interesting background information on the album in question so you have some helpful context, or recount my previous experience with the artist whose work I'm reviewing so you understand where I'm coming from. However, in the case of the latest Deftones album, Ohms, I feel the best intro I can really give is just two words. 
Holy fish! A quarter of a century after their debut, the Deftones have just unleashed their masterpiece upon an unsuspecting and undeserving world. Sometimes I'll go into a new album and be disappointed to find that the pre-release singles are the album's best songs. But that didn't happen here. Quite the opposite, in fact. I actually feel that the two singles released from Alms thus far, the title track and Genesis, are the weakest tracks on the album. But that's all relative, of course. There are no weak tracks. This was one of those albums where every song basically made me go, YES! You won't find a single track here that could even be arguably written off as filler. In fact, all ten of the songs included on Ohms would undoubtedly make the upper tier of essential Deftones songs. Each of the band's five members is in top form on this album, and the harmony between them feels tighter than ever. The late, great Chi Chang may be irreplaceable, but new bassist Sergio Vega sounds about as well integrated into the new album as any beloved original member would be. His interplay with founding guitarist Stephen Carpenter seems so effortless, you might think they'd been hanging out and practicing together for decades. In all likelihood, drummer Abe Cunningham and keyboardist Frank Delgado will not receive the credit and accolades they deserve for their work on the new album, and that's a real shame. Abe's drumming is tight, rhythmic, and forceful whenever it needs to be, and Frank's keys are in near-constant use, layering on the atmosphere and keeping the album flowing from one track to the next. And then there's Chino Moreno, undisputably one of the most distinctive and dynamic voices in all of metal, giving a vocal performance here that more than lives up to that lofty reputation. You may not always be able to make out the words he's seeing, but you'll sure as hell feel the emotional weight behind them. Chino Moreno is one of those singers whose vocals will never fail to bring tears to my eyes after his eventual death. And as of 2020, he still hasn't lost his touch. Ultimately, with Ohms, the members of Deftones didn't set out to make a mold-breaking album. Instead, they put together an album that plays to their individual and collective strengths, and the result is quite possibly their strongest and most consistent album to date. Few bands can weave together beauty and brutality in their music as deftly as Deftones, and Ohms is very much a sterling example of that. This is as close to a perfect album as I've heard so far in 2020. Alright, naturally, I had a difficult time deciding which song from the album I was going to play for y'all, since, to reiterate, all of them are pretty awesome. But I felt that the following song was special right from the get-go. Most of the songs on the new Deftones album find the band in familiar territory, but on this one they seem to be trying for something a little different, and it works. This song is called Error. Enjoy! <laughs> Something. How we escape? Are we just lost? 
Sing 
J-J-K-B-G-A
drago, ja sam Dino iz Bosne, ponosne, a vi slušate KBG iz Ula Montana. Aj, uzdravlju.
9-8, no joking, we coming out smoking And for all y'all that's been sleeping on us, you're lacking, you're lacking Hey yo, check one two, I got my man that's about to sneak up for you and your crew You know what I'm saying? Hey yo, check one two, hey yo, master killer I want you to put one up in him, son And show him you ain't done, son Bottle him with the back of the gun, son Make him run, Sam <laughs> Enemy with Resurrection, off the soundtrack album for the 1998 Spike Lee movie, He Got Game. A new Public Enemy album was just released in late September. Those of you who followed my Public Enemy coverage from earlier in 2020 may be understandably going, wait, what? Right about now. And for those of you who hadn't, allow me to back the fuck up. At the beginning of March, Public Enemy rapper Chuck D had a very public falling out with longtime collaborator Flavor Flav, which culminated in Flav's dismissal from the group. A month later, on April Fool's Day, Chuck admitted that the entire affair was actually a ruse intended to shine a light on how the media covers negative hip-hop stories, and he released a new album to boot. However, the album was released under the name Enemy Radio, which is a Flavor Flavless offshoot of Public Enemy. And Flav only appeared on one track as a guest artist. Furthermore, Flav came out and denied that he was ever in on Chuck D's long-form prank. So what was really going on here? Was Flavor Flav still in Public Enemy or not? Well, whatever the situation was at the time, it's irrelevant now, because it turns out that Flav is indeed still a member. In June, Public Enemy released the single State of the Union, parentheses STFU, an explicit diss track against President Trump that had Flav's mark all over it. And that turned out to be the lead single from a new, proper Public Enemy album titled What You Gonna Do When The Grid Goes Down, which was released on September 25th. Not only does this album have Flavor Flav all throughout, but it also has an all-star lineup of guest artists, including George Clinton, Cypress Hill, Ice-T, Nas, Black Thought and Questlove from The Roots, and the surviving members of the Beastie Boys and Run DMC. So at this point, I sense that some of you are wondering why I'm not reviewing the album in this episode if it's already out. After all, it came out on the same day as the new Deftones album, which did get reviewed in this episode. Well, the format of Sounds Like Teen Spirit really only accommodates a maximum of four reviews per episode, and I already had a full slate to work with for this one. What's more, 
I intend to air a special edition of the show in roughly a month's time, and this particular album would tie in to that episode perfectly. So be patient, y'all. I will give Chuck and Flav their due soon enough. Anyway, before Public Enemy, I played Boxcar by Jawbreaker off their 1994 album 24-Hour Revenge Therapy. The Perfect Crime by Faith No More off the soundtrack to the 1991 movie Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Damn That River by Alice in Chains off their 1992 album Dirt. 14 Years by Guns N' Roses off their 1991 album Use Your Illusion 2. Lacquerhead by Primus off their 1999 album Antipop and Mellowship Slinky in B Major by the Red Hot Chili Peppers off their 1991 album Blood Sugar Sex Magic. And that about wraps up a coniferous episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. I have been your host, Ian. I'll be concluding this episode with a song off the new Flaming Lips album, American Head. But first, my review. So, this is my third Flaming Lips album review in a four-year period, and in the previous two reviews, I was somewhat critical of the current direction of the Flaming Lips. While I still more or less feel the same way about it, one thing I was definitely off the mark about was my insistence that the current direction does not sound like the Flaming Lips. What I subconsciously meant by that is that the current version of the Lips doesn't sound like my perceived ideal version of the Lips, which was largely shaped by the band's turn-of-the-century albums, The Soft Bulletin, and Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. Those two albums yielded the majority of the band's most iconic songs, so it's understandable that I and several others would recognize that iteration of the Flaming Lips to be the default version. But implying that it was, was nonetheless naive and reductive of me. Because the Flaming Lips have been a lot of different things over their near 40-year tenure as a band. There were multiple phases of the band that existed before their indie rock with pop sensibilities phase of the late 90s and early 2000s. And there have been multiple phases since then. That being said... The band's ambient electronica phase is probably my least favorite phase of theirs, and I'm eager for the next phase of Lips to just hurry up and get here already. This phase undoubtedly reached its crescendo with 2017's Oxymelody, and since then it seems like the Lips have been gradually transitioning back to that aforementioned iconic headspace of roughly 20 years ago. But as of 2020's American Head, the band still has at least one toe in the ambient electronica pool. On this latest release, the lush acoustic guitar work and distinct vocal melodies that largely characterize the Soft Bulletin and Yoshimi have crept their way back into the band's sound even more so than on the previous album, 2019's King's Mouth. But there are still some tracks that were pretty much immune to this. It's a little disheartening because the Flaming Lips are currently supposed to be a seven-piece band, and several of the songs from their most recent outings sound like they could be entirely performed with just Wayne and Steven, and maybe sometimes Michael. Naturally, the best songs on American Head 
are the ones where the band is leaning more on their instruments than their computers, and there are even more of those to go around than on the previous outing. But much like 2019's King's Mouth, American Head is ultimately still the product of a band in transit. I'm encouraged by where they're heading, however. If they keep it up, and maybe consider incorporating a couple of louder songs, we could get another classic Yoshimi-esque album from them within the next five years. Alright, the last song I'm going to play in this episode is probably my favorite track off the album. The guitar work on this one actually reminds me of the band's mid-90s albums, Transmissions from the Satellite Heart and Cloud's Taste Metallic, which I quite liked. This song is called Assassins of Youth. No relation to the 2011 Wayne Static single of the same name. Different Wayne. Well, goodbye!
Should I should have 